anyway. Should we start this yeah, thing now? Sure. Okay. Not right. that we haven't already. <laughs> yeah, we have. This is this, that was really good. My whole thing. That's great. Good yeah. job, Doug. Yeah. I, I, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting him to practice taking compliments. Just oh, we are. Now. Oh, we have been for a long time. I, know, I don't know if you yeah, noticed. <laughs> I know. I'm getting better. A simple you thank are. you works. That's I know, nicer right? than I said like, it. Like, God, I. I uh. You don't have to. Thank you. Don't have to say. This is something that I've used. I don't have to say. Oh wow, that's really nice of you. Just thank you and leave it at that. Yeah, yeah that's so true. Yeah. And I'm being disrespectful when I don't take compliments. You know, I mean, I, I also am aware of that. Like, yeah. So. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I slid into that life coaching moment. <laughs> no, that's right okay. There. That's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> All right. It feels weird without Daniel. I'm not going to lie to you. It does I, feel very it, strange. Yeah. He's been here for every single one so far. So this it's is me. very weird for me. It's okay. We'll get there. Uh-huh. All right. Well, welcome to season two of Casting Light. I'm your host, Debbie. Daniel, as you may notice, is not here. Uh, but we have Doug behind the, the camera. Hello. Mike production and we have doug here too (laughs) it's the doug and doug show it is the doug and doug show so okay tell us a little bit about you first since you're new here they've heard about us already so right on um (laughs) i am from the east side of the state i grew up in troy lived in ferndale a lot of years uh i made it to grand rapids via the legal system well i made it to grand rapids on my own then i stayed here via the legal system (laughs) there you go and uh as a result of the legal system, I found Guiding Light. Uh, and I'm here. I, I like it on this side of state. I, I don't really see going back to the other side outside of visits. Uh, I was there last weekend, but it was a two-day thing and yeah. no interest in staying there. Oh. I like it on this side of the state. Uh, just, it's a nicer place. It's a big little city, which yeah. we didn't have anything like that over there. There's just a lot of outdoor opportunities here, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we're not far from it, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's one thing. I'm I'm from the middle of the state. Right. <laughs> so I have all of the nothing is where I'm from. So, like, all of the outdoors. And it's, like, everything urban, and then you get into the middle, and it's all outdoors. And then over here, you get a little bit of everything. Yeah, you get city life-ish. It's, this isn't a big city, but it's still yeah. a big city for the area. Yeah. But surrounding around here, there's, if you like hiking or biking, or there's biking trails everywhere, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Frisbee golf, disc golf. The water's close. Mm-hmm. Water's much nicer than it is over on my side or my former side of the state. Like St. Clair always had problems with the, uh, with the septic systems overflowing. Oh. So they'd, they'd close the beaches a lot. And I've not heard of that over on this side. No, me neither. I wasn't aware that that was an issue. Yeah, so. I had yeah, no frequently. idea that was a thing. Yeah. How long have you been over here? I've been here for two and a half years. Oh, okay. So wait, you do you, you moved to Grand Rapids? That's when you came in here. I moved. I was moving to Grand Rapids okay. the day that I got arrested, and then and that was um, August of 2018. Okay. I promise we're not going to like rake over your past with a fine no, tooth comb cool. or anything like that. But like, what's the backstory of that? I was kind of, I moved back here from Florida. I was living up in Pentwater and that didn't work out. Uh, an engagement fizzled. Shocker as a result of drinking, mm-hmm. lying. Uh, and then I kind of floundered for another eight or nine months until uh, I worked up in Ludington, moved to Illinois couldn't find work. I kept seeing Grand Rapids come up. So I'm like, I got to go. There's work there. There's tons of work there in my field, construction. So I moved here and the before half mile before I got to the hotel I was staying at, I got arrested. Oh. And then I spent For a... why? DUI. Okay. And so I spent a little time in jail, a little time in rehab, went and lived in Battle Creek and Albion. And then uh, probation violations put me in jail with a person who was familiar with guiding light and kind of keyed me in that's how i ended up here uh, just as a result of jail the the weird things we talk about this in 
in AA all the time, the, the path that I'm on, the path that it took me to get here mm-hmm. was via jail. So the gratitude thing, you know, I'm grateful to, grateful to have met this fella and he told me, you got to try this place out. Because we commiserated about, yeah. he was there for drinking related stuff. I was commiserated about that. He's like, you got to check out getting like that place. So is did, awesome. you wanna, did you want to get sober? Uh, I wanted to get drunk. Right. Okay. But what I, I thought it was going to be get out of jail December 16th, mm-hmm. eh, three to five days, just stay drunk and then reach out to Guiding Light. And it ended up being until I ran out of money, which was a month. Yeah. I did want to get sober because okay. it was just, especially in that last month, it was just misery and desperation. Yeah. Sometimes it's like I, I hear about the, the last hurrah all the time. It was like not the, a hurrah. It was, well, fair. It was, <laughs> it, it took me two days. My vision was going blurry as I'm walking up to the store to get more booze. And, and I was thinking maybe tomorrow will be the day I don't wake up. And that was like 20 some more days of yeah. that. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I just won't wake up. It was, I, I was done. I just didn't want it anymore. So when I ran out of money, it was either live under a bridge or, actually seek out something like this yeah. how like gung-ho were you though because i can say when i got the uh me and doug actually went through the program together yeah. uh one week you, separated think, yeah you came in a week after me i know when i got here i was still having ideas about how like i could probably still i certainly still like can do drugs and you know maybe i'll stop drinking for a while until my liver <laughs> fixes itself you know but yeah. like yeah, put your affairs back in order and then go about yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, I wanted my cake and eat it too. I wanted to be able to get sober, but I didn't want to get sober. Right. But I knew from talking to Seth a couple of times before getting here that AA was a, a pretty big thing, you know, certain amount of meetings per, per week. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know that the half of it really. But I knew from my experience with AA that it works for me and it was, I was excited. I right. Was you, you did AA about, before, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you like stayed sober for a while. I, yeah, I, I right? did AA for four and a quarter years maybe. And I stayed sober for another year and a quarter after that. Yeah. So I had, I had just shy of five and a half years of sobriety in the early two thousands. So I knew what I was capable of, I knew that I was capable of, of having something success. works. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nothing else. I mean, I, I went to not therapists, but counselors and mm-hmm. I don't know, they just take your money and talk to you for a while. And it was yeah. just, I mean, it, it wasn't <laughs> that satisfying. I think it's, it's important. Like, I think the recovery community, bad mouse degrees and professions too much. But for me, I, I definitely tried to find every which way to get sober through therapy and medication and all that stuff. And I was not willing to give 12 step stuff a <laughs> shot at all. Um, and I only and I arrived here kind of hoping that that I would still find a way to avoid that. You know, like I waited till the very last minute before I had to get a sponsor before they kicked me out. I waited <laughs> like I refuse to to have anything to do with you know group stuff or or support or have anything to do with aa or anything like that i still was convinced that i was going to try to find my way and uh Mm -hmm. the ego of being able to do everything by yourself yeah thankfully i I don't the ego subsided some it's still there yeah right there's certain things that i can delegate to others and i'm not delegating my recovery to others but yeah. The, the the larger responsibility is not just my own. Yeah. I, if I keep doing what I do, mm-hmm. I can share that responsibility with others. On one hand, I don't have to... On one hand, I'm not that special. I don't have my own ability or I'm not going to be able to find my own way to stay sober. And on the other hand, it's not completely up to me to stay sober. Like the responsibility is not all mine. And that's mm-hmm. incredibly relieving too because that was a big thing that kept me sick for a long time is like I couldn't like how how am i i was convinced that me alone was the only way that i was going to stay sober so how could i ever imagine putting that much pressure and responsibility on me for an extended period of time you know yeah it's a big ask yeah like for the rest of my life that's how it always is and Mm -hmm. the concept of just staying sober for today was not seemed like a lot of bs to me you know but that's all i've been doing 
it's all we've been doing, you know, so. Stay sober today, stay grateful today, and that mostly works itself out. It I does. meetings six days a week, generally speaking. I, if I don't show up for a day or two, usually people know, but if they don't, I get texts or phone calls from, from people I didn't mm. used to have in my life. Mm. Um, the, the group thing is what keeps me sober. I, on my 50th birthday, I don't do birthdays really that much. It's not a, that big of a deal, but I thought, okay, it's a 50th. This is like yeah, this it's kind a big birthday. of, yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a milestone birthday. So yeah. I went out to dinner with 10 people, none of whom I knew longer than a year and a half. And it, it was anywhere from three months to a year and a half. I knew any one of those 10 people. That's so cool. That was neat. And I know community is a big thing that we talked about yeah. when we were working together, like mm-hmm. community and building up that social circle. So that's really cool to hear that you actually had like a, a little party for your birthday. Yeah. And the, the thing I remember the most from early on getting here mm-hmm. was Brian asked me, what do you need to stay sober? And it was community. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I need a group of people, not just AA, I need a group of people that I can yeah. do fun, sober things with, or not even fun, sober things with Yeah, um, people live. to talk and text and whatever mm-hmm. have in, in my life. And that's, I guess it was a focus. It wasn't, I didn't reach out to, hey, come here, follow, not follow right. me, but let's right. all be part of a circle. And it just wound up that way. Yeah. You show up often enough and talk to enough people and you know, to figure out who does, wants to do what and who's got similar likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. We have a group of people that we hang out with. Were you always capable of being with people? No. Okay. No. Interesting. My mom, she used to, this is, goes back uh, a number of years, but you just need to get some friends, Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, I'm like, ma, I just don't even like people. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with people. Yeah. But that was, it was, uh, you know, when you're in your cups, like they say in the book, I just, I couldn't find people who were like me. I didn't want people judging me. If mm-hmm. I could find people who drink like I did, I probably would have been happy to hang out mm-hmm. with them. But, uh, you know, we drink and we drink like idiots. So people look at you and like, dude, I think you got a problem. I'm like, no, shh. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I don't, I, want, do. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, don't talk to me about it. I don't. It turns out yeah. that I don't dislike people. I just wasn't able to find the people that were right for that life that I had at that point. Yeah. So for me, in my experience, I was convinced that I would spend the rest of my life without any sense of community or anything like that. And I just kind of wrote that off entirely. The The idea that I would have a, a community in my life. And I think coming here, coming to Guiding Light kind of completely broke that for me. Is that, is that, is there any sort of resemblance to that with you when you came here? Yeah, to an extent. Uh, when I got here, now, especially when, at, before we left to go out to Iron House and while we were there even, you know, I was old enough to be everyone's dad. So right. I was thinking like... <laughs> I don't really see myself yeah, yeah, hanging yeah. out with that's, these guys. That's fair, and yeah. I mean, let's face it, I, I don't. I, I hang out in group functions and yeah. guiding light functions. My The group of people I hang out with, that age range is probably uh, anywhere from something like low 30s to mid 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I, I guess I, I didn't expect to... I expect to be part of the Guiding Light group, you know, in various various things that, that go on, barbecues and meetings. Uh, I I'd only do the Saturday meeting mostly because my other group, Tuesday nights, like tonight when I leave here, I'll go see a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't really, I didn't expect to find a community necessarily in Guiding Light even. But then again, I didn't expect to find what I did at AA. I, yeah. I had a group of people in the last time through and that was all people my parents age so it'd be like, mm. go golfing mm. that was mostly it I, I was hoping to find something more like people who want to hike or go on road trips or yeah. whatever and there's a little bit of that in this entire group i don't think i a- answered your question but no, it kind I, of vacated i mean well like 
I don't hang out. I'm, I think I'm the median age of people that come to a Like, I'm not a big part of anybody out here either. But um, I think the mindset change that happened to me when I was here of, of having the experience of having that shared struggle of being mm-hmm. surrounded with all these people. I've, I've had it every time I've gone to rehab where I find myself being like, oh man, it's so much, it's so much fun to be in rehab. I'm laughing so much. <laughs> like, um, also I think you kind of alluded to it. So we'll kind of go back a second here. Uh, we went to guiding light. We were there for two months and then COVID happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which changed everything. That was insane. Me, so I think, so me and Doug, we went through, I think when we were there, there was probably like 15, 20 people probably in us, mm-hmm. in, in our class, whatever you want to call it. When I arrived, there's 19. Yeah. I oh, think yeah. it's, I think there's three of us left. Yep. Right? <laughs> yeah. Sean, you and I. Yeah. I'm going to go back to one thing. You were talking about go three rehab you experience of yours in the past having uh-huh. fun like i it's enjoyable being in rehab i didn't really have that experience in the two previous times the enjoyment for me was oh, no responsibility all i gotta do is show up and eat food and get fat uh-huh. and i yeah. gotta show up to these classes yeah. or or whatever uh, yeah. i didn't bond with anyone here was a different story because it wasn't really about well food was not definitely not so prevalent there was maximums <laughs> typically uh, on what we could eat but um the focus on fitness and mind body and spirit that 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 was something that Mm -hmm. was completely missing from the rehabs i I don't really consider this rehab this is a different animal the recovery not rehab yeah um just this is working on the human condition rather than removing a substance from your daily life so there was Kind of neat. Well, what was the question again? Because I backtracked. I don't know. This, this is good, though. Debbie, you no, got anything to do really, here? No, I mean, this is... It, we have talked a lot about Guiding Light very intentionally being different mm-hmm. than a lot of other versions of recovery or, you know, addiction programming. So I like that you touched on that, that you'd been in other more typical situations before. And it's different. Yeah. This, like... Um, and to your point about there being like maximums and things, it's part of that is like kind of teaching yourself how to, you know, not just pick up a different thing. You know, how often do you hear about people going in, going into recovery or sobriety and then they just eat everything? And it's uh, I was I wasn't able the first one I went to, I wasn't able to button my shorts after day six. <laughs> Yeah, nice. but I mean that's kind of the thing, right? Like, it's it, are you actually changing any behavior or, or you know, recovering, or are you just substituting one thing that you can't have for one thing that you can while you're in those walls? You know, and- I would say take away food. The only thing that the first two rehabs had in common with Guiding Light was they offered yoga, and it was like it was stretchy yoga, so it was like the comfortable. I could just sleep right here as opposed to <laughs> I was sweating. Yeah. I was unable to complete. Yeah. So we had yoga at Guiding Light yeah. and it was yeah. no joke. Julie <laughs> made yeah. it really yeah. exceedingly. And I was in poor shape when I got here. Yeah. But Me too. I could not complete yeah. each individual thing. It was workout yoga. It was workout yoga. <laughs> yeah. And when people say, oh, yoga is easy. It's not exercise. Come you got to do Julie. the right one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you got you have to pick the right class. Yes. Pick the one that's right for you. That one at that moment was not, but <laughs> weeks later it was because yeah. the first day of uh CrossFit. Mm. That was absolutely terrible. Mm. <laughs> my my vision was going black. I was about passing out, thought for sure I was gonna vomit. Um week two, I started like, wow, I kinda love this. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't that much more fit, but I was yeah. slightly more. Right. And I see the benefit. I like physical fitness and finally starting to get around to it now. I like of... that there's a similar level of intensity to everything else here, too. So yeah. when it comes to the mental healing and the emotional healing and the spiritual healing, like that was it, too. You talk about how like, oh, like the the first, you know, my first introduction to spiritual direction, for example, or something like that, or the therapy that we had to go through here was like, oh, this is not for me. But when you start figuring out how 
your how you tick yeah physically mentally and spiritually you you kind of get addicted to to working on that too which Absolutely. i definitely got in here you know yeah the competition with yourself uh to be better than you were yesterday the day before mm-hmm. whatever um i think about it periodically it's come up in my my daily life i don't know at least three or four days out of the last week one percent better Nice. It's something that it was from one of the books that Brian yeah, kind of, of talks about yeah. 1% better on a daily basis. 1% better ends up being substantially better after a year, mm-hmm. after two yeah. years. Yeah, it's huge. Well, and to your point, I mean, not defending my profession at all, but to your point about therapy, like there's so many ways to do therapy. And I think one of the things that I appreciate about being here is that they kind of do address that. Like you have the options for like physical fitness is hugely important. Spiritual direction ends up being kind of a, you know, like find your own way with a guide mm-hmm. and therapy can done that can be done that way too. It doesn't have to only be this, you sit in a room and vomit out all of your feelings for an hour and then walk away feeling like, did I even get anything? You know, like there's, there are different ways and that's why they have coaches as opposed to only clinicians, you mm-hmm. know, like some of them can take a more active role and, you know, really push people. Like I am not a person who just listens to you talk for an hour and walks away. That, that had been my experience. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, yeah. I can see where therapy would work splendidly for me, but mm-hmm. it would have to be what you just explained. Uh, the, yeah. My problem that I had was going once a week, no follow-up throughout the week. Yeah there's the accountability to myself has historically been pretty low. Yeah. And if I don't have someone don't have to push, but have to be there, you know, the, the support, the accountability of knowing that this person, uh, is aware of what is necessary. They are going to ask. Yes. (laughs) You know, if, if they give you a compliment and you don't say thank you, they are going to say, excuse me, Mm -hmm. are you, are you, are you going to say thank you? Or are you about to argue with me? (laughs) Not pointed. And it gets easier to be accountable to yourself once you have that Mm -hmm. training, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And to go back to the trip I took last weekend, I went the first solo trip that I've had in four years. Mm-hmm. pretty close to four years. And I ended up, I, I met up with a, a friend of mine for a couple hours on Friday mm-hmm. and she asked me, so what's this trip about? Are you just trying to get away so you can, you know, sneak? Mm. Like, the thought never occurred to me. It wasn't, it's not what I'm here for. I'm here to see a comedy show. Yes. I'm here to check a couple things out in downtown. And it never occurred to me, but I could see she's, this, this woman has got a brother who's an AA. So she's yeah. fairly familiar with the the whole the whole setup, um, but about not quite a year and a half ago, I was thinking I want to go out to Colorado. I want to go snowboarding. Probably do it myself because I don't really have anyone to invite. And yeah, it's an expensive trip. So my friends in AA, I don't want to like this is going to be a two thousand dollar trip. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay for somebody else, and I'm not going to suggest that <laughs> yeah. you uh, spend that kind of money. Uh, but I got to thinking about it, and like. I don't know that I'm ready to go by myself. Mm-hmm. This is Breckenridge I want to go to. It's going to mm-hmm. be a, a opera ski is a scary thing for someone trying not to drink. Yeah. So I thought better of it and decided I'm not even going to think about this for this year. I'll try and go last year. I, I was thinking I'll try and go this year. I didn't this year also, but um, now I know I'm capable of it. I didn't have a, a single thought. Like, Ooh, I can get away with it. Yeah. Staying in a hotel room in Royal Oak. No one knows yeah. anything I'm doing. Yeah. Right. It wasn't even a thought in my mind. So that was that was very comforting. It's a pretty cool moment too. Like I talked about that with clients in the past. Like it's a cool moment when somebody points that out to you and you realize that you hadn't thought about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so much so much of that type of milestone is invisible. Yeah. Right? Like you didn't have the thought, which yeah. is the win. You recognize the milestones either well after they've passed or sometime after they've passed. Like, yeah. oh, that's pretty darn cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool that she pointed it out too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, were you sneaking away? And you're like, no, I didn't even, no. didn't even occur to be. I'm here to laugh. Wow. Oh, Nikki Glazer was pretty funny, by the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's good to know. I'm not surprised by that at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, those are cool milestones. 
I try to point those out too. Like having wins is so important, especially once you get into some of those, like once you get past a year of sobriety, right? The win takes a year to get to the mm-hmm. next one because it's like it's yeah. one month until you hit a year and then it's yeah. i don't get another win it's built into the system you get a win every month and then after a year it's like oh, then it's deal. a year away yeah. it's a letdown after you get the first coin like, <laughs> yeah i gotta wait 365 days yeah. for the next one mm-hmm. yeah and then you see people like i've got 13 months i got 15 months i got we don't have a we don't have a chip for that one sorry dude do you roll your eyes at those people uh yeah i, I do yeah i totally yeah, do yeah, yeah me too just get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone deserves to celebrate a win. I will put my foot down on that. It's so important. Like it's just the way that our brains work. They need those rewards and moments like that become a little bit more scarce. So building it in, like taking stock and really looking at what are the things that I've done? You know, what can I celebrate? I'm always yelling at people to look for things to celebrate. So in, in three days, I'll have six months. Well, come back in three days. And yeah. tell us. We don't front load these things. <laughs> I, I am going to create my own uh, August 12th or I'm sorry, October 12th is oh, going to yeah. be a metric anniversary. Thousand days. But it's also what? It, oh, th- okay, thousand okay, days. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm OK with that. <laughs> I'm so the, the, next one's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the next one's like 10,000 days is 27 or so years, I believe. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not thinking that far ahead. Yeah. But um, it also coincides with when I got here within the first couple of weeks, like, man, if I had stayed sober from when I got sober back in 2002, I'd be at 20 years. Or um, at that point, mm-hmm. 18, I'd be at 20 this year. And, you know, the first two weeks I was lamenting, I want my five and a half years back. Well, a thousand days actually happens to be half of that time that I had sober. Mm-hmm. Not that like either a thousand days or half of that time is super meaningful, but it, it's just got like a little charm in my head. Yeah. Yeah. It is meaningful. I mean, every single day is meaningful, yeah. but having that moment to like, this is something that's very personal to you mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing to choose for yourself. Yeah. And the thousand doesn't mean much to halfway to where I wanted to be. Yeah. Two weeks into being back sober, that's more meaningful. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, and it's cool too. Like, I want my five and a half years back. Like, you didn't lose them. You still had them. You know, we talk about that all the time. Yeah. But th- that's a that's a tough one to swallow. Yeah. You know, I, I flushed them down the toilet and I, I still have that period of time that I was sober. But on reflection, it wasn't anything like the sobriety I have now. I thought yeah. it was great at the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah. it's not anything like what I have now. So you look back on it, and you you were a different person in mm-hmm. the, in that type of sobriety. That's yeah. so interesting. I, I definitely wasn't pursuing mm-hmm. anything like I do now. The only thing, you know, I yeah. had my hopes and dreams, but no no plans for action to make any of those come true. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think that is like? Like, I guess I've I've never had any extended amount of sobriety before. But something is fundamentally different about me now. And not to be too judgmental, but I'm going to be. Um, you see people with you know, more sobriety than I do, but they don't, it doesn't seem like they have what, what like we got. I, it's this here. It's this place. Yeah. AA gives you a lot of stuff. This is, a, this is like a companion program to AA that... Yeah more people need to know about mm-hmm. more people need to address things beyond what AA addresses. Yes. Cause exactly. It, you know, yeah. quit lying, tell your truths yeah. and, and make amends and all that. Well, we don't do that stuff here. Yeah. We, and, we work and, on yeah, what, and, what and mental I, path. Does and it I'm take. tempted to not be like, you know, uh, guiding light is the reason it's different, but I think guiding light, like there's a there's a way of living there's a philosophy that is that this place happens to embody pretty well that yeah. is a good design for living and it Absolutely. can be it can be emulated any way else you know what i mean it's not like other people who have when i look at their sobriety and it's something i want you know what i mean or it's it's something i look up to 
um, they're not all people who just came to Guiding Light. Like very few people mm -hmm. have actually come here. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And a ton of people who come here actually don't make it. Like we were just talking about. A lot about. of people come here, don't yeah. make it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, and it may be based on sometimes we'll come in as a crowd. I, I see some people not really cringe, but people are like, oh, those guys are here. Yeah. Because it's a swarm. It. Yeah. There's a lot of people all at once yeah. sometimes, but yeah. Like North Club, that's mostly the only place I go to. And I, thankfully there's five or six rooms at noon. So it's not like the entire group and the group's kind of large now, I believe. Yeah. So at least, you know, you can five here, five yeah. there, two there, three there, whatever. Um, yeah. Plus we're annoying. <laughs> well, yeah. I was very annoying as one of the as one of the representatives of Guiding Light and Early Sobriety thinking I knew everything. So I'm sure there's plenty of that. Yeah. How do you get that anywhere? Well, that's that's just characteristic of early sobriety too. Right. 100%. You know. Pink cloud, that yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah. like, oh my God, I'm really doing it. And hoorah. Yeah. Uh, there, there's the hoorah. Yeah. <laughs> it was there. Yeah. I, I think having not been a participant through the program, but someone who's been working around it for a few years now. Um, I think one of the things that I really appreciate about a program like this is that at no point do they take a boiled down or watered down perspective of anything, you know, sobriety does not come down to just not using again. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, there, there have been, I've been a part of really deep discussions with people about like, yeah, okay, you're, you're not using right now, but what else are you doing? You know, yeah. like, are you really diving in and being willing to take a look at how you got here, how you got to the, the space that you're in, you know, like, have you really looked inside yourself? Yeah. What is it you want to do? Okay. So you've removed alcohol from, or drugs or whatever the, yeah. whatever it is, you remove these things from your day-to-day -day life. What is it you going to do with that? Yeah. So uh, what? Because just, yeah. And Alex, he used to say it too. Um, he would say, if just being sober is all that there is, I don't know that I want it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, mean, there's, I think there's a fair amount of truth to that. Oh, yeah. Because just being sober, it's an accomplishment, but I'm not sure that it's satisfying. Mm. That's an important, I mean, one thing that I always, whenever I'm talking to guys, especially when I first start working with them, um, because I come in at, towards the end of the beginning parts of the program when they're starting to move back out into other places and working and stuff, I'm always talking to them about what happens in six months when you wake up. Because if you're asking yourself, is this it? We're we're yeah. in a bad place. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what that boils down to, that question. Is this it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I recognize in my day to day life, whether it's work or whatever I'm doing, that there's room for improvement and everything. I, I strive for room mm -hmm. for improvement because if when things are going good, there's room for improvement. How much better can they get? Yeah, that's a cool thought in my head. At least yeah. cool to me that things are going. I don't even I don't share this in AA a ton because I don't want to be all braggy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's all rainbows well, and here. unicorns. <laughs> kind of is. It mostly is. I yeah. don't have bad things going on. I have things that I, I want different, but everything's got room for improvement, but everything's pretty darn good. Yeah. Well, and I think the, the trick there too is that even when something is going quote unquote wrong, you are in a place where you have the tools and the skills and the ability mm -hmm. to like work through it yeah and that's a very different place than being in an unmanageable life assess where okay it was going good up until that point and this last little bit not as good let's go back there and yeah see that's a path that i've taken in construction learning new skills and it it translates to pretty much anything where where did i go off the tracks how do i change that that uh misstep yeah or yeah. can i yeah. And if I can't, it's okay. It is. You know, that's cool too. I, I, I like, it's, it's weird because I became so used to in early sobriety when you're getting better and this is a pitfall 
I always fell into at every attempt at sobriety is, you know, things get so good so fast. I mean, not good, but like, you know, much better. You feel relative. Better. Yeah. You know, um, and then the longer you're sober, the, the more unsustainable that rate of growth becomes. And eventually mm-hmm. you find yourself for me, it was only after a week of not drinking being like, is this it? And then for the rest of my life, this is it. And I'm still miserable. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to, you know, can't do this forever. So, um, I don't really know what's different now, but it is better. That's an interesting way of putting it. It's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. The rate of growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a stock market kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, did you ever reach that? I, I did you ever reach that point after you got out of guiding light where you started to realize, like, man, I'm not making the same increment, like huge incremental changes or improvements in myself after a while. Yeah, I, I see that in certain facets. My work life has been, it's been pretty phenomenal. I've gotten a bunch of raises over the course of I'm almost at two years. Um, Raises pats on the back all the time, attaboys. Oh, good. And it's not going to my head like eagle, like, yeah, I know. It's (laughs) none of that, but um, it's pretty interesting that that one's on the rise. I've got a new position where I'm I'm a superintendent instead of just a lead carpenter or foreman or just a carpenter. Um, There's certain aspects of my everyday life that could get better. I, I just bought a rowing machine because I recognize, okay, nice. I need to do something about physical fitness because mm-hmm. I've, I've slacked. I've got a dad bod going. I've got a tattoo going on my back. I was taking pictures, you know, like as a result of the, the uh, rowing machine, just oh. progress pics, date before yeah. and after. Oh, nice. And okay. I'm looking at my back I'm like, I didn't know that was there. <laughs> and I'm in the process of getting better at that. Uh, I mean, relationships, whether they're just casual relationships or romantic relationships, those are fairly lingering, mm-hmm. uh, no, no growth there, but you know, parts of my life are growth, parts of my life are stagnant and not stagnant in a bad way, just all right. It's okay to be stagnant. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> well, it's using the word stagnant is such a loaded, yeah. like, cause yeah. it's, it's not really stagnant. It's right. balanced. It's exactly. Neutral. Yeah. Maybe. Like it's, it's just kind of like even keeled ish. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, as soon as you say stagnant, it just sounds so negative. Yeah. It's for not, me, but for me, it's been one or the other. It's either been bad or it's been good. There's been no room for nuance in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's nice that I have that now. Yeah. And there can be like gray area. Yeah. I think that is one thing I work with a lot of people on. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I can, I can remember, like, I think about when I'm working with people, it does become this, like, you're so used to mountain climbing because like in the program, um, again, between like monthly things and like monthly chips and everything, like it's so easy to see that like mountain climbing progress. And then you get to a certain point where you're not on a mountain anymore. You're like on a regular hilly path kind of. So yeah, you're plateau. like not even a plateau really. All like right, there's fine. still progress being made, but it's just, it's not so steep that you can see it with every step. Mm-hmm. It takes a little bit of time mm-hmm. before you can yes. look back and go, oh yeah, that was on an incline. I guess I was walking uphill, but I just didn't really realize it until now because it's just, you know. I'm going to agree with that. Not a fan of my geographical <laughs> geographical metaphor. <laughs> I was like, you're talking about mountains. It's a plateau, right? Is that the word you're looking for? Oh, I'm... it's a butte, I believe. Maybe. I don't know. How is it not? A, I mean, I know a plateau is flat, so it, yeah. so it doesn't fit your analogy. No. I understand that. But you were correct in your vocabulary cool that's all i wanted <laughs> i this is why i'm giving it Validation. to you <laughs> thank you <laughs> we're big on vocabulary on this podcast just so you know or on this youtube channel like whatever both we're big on vocabulary so if you have any word of the day words get them out today oh i should have texted angela one of my friends from the the friendship group she tends to have a word of the day or a phrase of the day oh uh-huh. it's usually doug is plateau your word of the day no that's a pretty easy one <laughs> I'm not in on this word of the day, word of the day, day thing. So you're the one who always does it. Daniel and I have to ask him to 
tell us what words mean sometimes. <laughs> I thought I had a pretty good vocabulary and then I met Doug. So here we are. Thanks. Look at you saying thank you a to compliment. a compliment. Mm -hmm. That's how I heard it. <laughs> good. It was a compliment. Cool. What else do we have? I think we're good. Are we, okay. <laughs> I, you're in charge. I'm just here. Yeah. <laughs> I just I work know. here. Yeah. I mean, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Doug, you got any plugs? You got, you got like a, you got any, da you got any dates coming up? It's creeping back on me. <laughs> We, the last couple of people we've interviewed have been from like organizations. So we're like, oh, do you have anything coming up you want to shout out? So we're in the habit of. You got any dates at like the Orbit Room or something like that? Is the Orbit Room even open anymore? What is the Orbit Room? I'm not familiar. It's, it's like the inner, like it was, it's like the intersection. It was one of the venues in Grand Rapids. I guess it's, I guess it's not open anymore. I would assume not because I'm not from this side of the oh, state. So I how long don't you know what here? you're talking about. I moved here in 2014. Okay. So I've only been here, was that eight years? Yeah, permanently Nine closed. Years, give or take. Something like that, yeah. Now, I moved it, in June. It, it just passed my okay, anniversary so you're of moving just here. just at eight years. Oh, it, it closed yeah, in 2020. Yeah, I guess so. So I'm coming up on four years ago uh, when I first landed in Grand Rapids. August 25th, 2018. Aww. It is kind of cool that we ended up here. I, I say that a lot that like I'm from West Michigan, but like, so I've always been around Grand Rapids, but actually living here, it's a, I say this to people all the time. It's a super cool city to get sober in. Like I, super cool city, but super cool general, for but, recovery. Yeah. I, I find myself where I want to, like, I want to move somewhere. Mm -hmm. I've always Me wanted too. to be in Colorado or, you know, if, or when I get a license back, I, Mm -hmm. freedom to choose wherever I want, but I, yeah. I'd be scared to go somewhere else because of what's the commu uh, recovery community like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would have to do some research on that. And, you know, I've got a, a good group of friends here. So that would mean leaving a good group of friends yeah. to develop a new one. Like, Hey, why don't you all come with me? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's very cool that our paths just happened to land us here. You yeah. know what I mean? I, had, I certainly didn't move to Grand Rapids with any intention of like finding all the things that I've done here or I have here, you know, Oh yeah. Um, or the community that I have here. It just happened that way. And I'm very fortunate that my feet happened to land in this, in this city, you know? Yeah, it's the the little the various things that got me here. I'm pretty grateful for. Uh, I came here to find work, and then also to be close, close-ish to my ex-fiance. Like we were gonna maybe work things out, and that was just I got arrested, and that was just. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> yeah. So, you know the the things that that there's a lot of things I had to the. When I was talking about um, the violations that got me thrown in jail for a month. Uh-huh. So had it not been for those, I may not have got thrown in jail for two months and crossed paths with the person who I did. Right. You know, it's just a bunch of little things that landed me in the right places at the right time, crummy circumstances with a good outcome. If you wouldn't have happened yeah. to get the faulty ankle monitor on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that uh, when you met that guy in that in that month? Uh, no, it was okay. the, the next violation that put me in jail for two months. Yeah. And so, if they wouldn't have done that, if, if you we, wouldn't have gotten that first violation, it would have been one month. Yeah. We yeah. may, right? may not have yeah. crossed paths, and, mm. and then I would have been under a bridge or at Mel Trotter's or, um, I don't know. I mean, I I would be, maybe be in Albion still. Yeah. Wouldn't be here. Yeah. I, I wouldn't so, be sitting in this seat right now. Do you think yeah. everything happens for a reason? You know... I used to hear that from, from the ex. She'd say, everything happens for a reason. Like, mm -hmm. That's so full. Mm -hmm. I really didn't believe it, but uh, I don't put stock in everything happens for a reason. I don't, I don't have a divine... Mm -hmm. um, maybe there's a divine path. I don't see it personally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's weird how a bunch of things lined up to land mm -hmm. me in this seat right yeah. now. And I'll be at the Studio Park Theater in an hour or whatever. Um, with a bunch of people who I didn't know until yeah. in the last year and a half. Yeah. I too am agnostic about it, but it's certainly a fun way to live. It is. You know, you know, 
and I don't, I still don't necessarily believe in that everything happens for a reason, but wow. If you look at coincidences, yeah, that's like, you know, 17 coincidences to land here. Yeah. 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 If that didn't happen, that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. Yeah. That would like, wow. It might just be a human thing because that we try to desire to ascribe meaning to, to things, you know, it could be that, yeah. but you know, it's not the way that I choose to live in the world that, you know, this is meant to be type of thing, you know, yeah. at least part of me. I like that. Uh, it's a, it's a grat gratitude thing on a daily basis. Um, grateful for right a number of things that that got me here you know you hear it in meetings all the time i'm grateful to be a drunk i'm grateful for that dui i'm grateful for yeah whatever it was that, that gets people there but i had a string of things that on paper they all sucked yeah <laughs> yeah Same. but the reality is i'm living my best life right now just as a result of all those crummy things there's a lot of lessons to be learned from those and through talking with people who have been through the same thing or like Norm or Brian Plakta or, or any number of people mm -hmm. here, putting those things in perspective to, to be the better person that I'm working on becoming and, and am becoming. It's, it's mind boggling. I hated hearing people say that I'm grateful to be an alcoholic, especially when you're sitting in detox and, and some guy comes in and, and he's, talking about how grateful he, great his life is and how grateful he is to be an alcoholic and i'm sitting there i'm just like like i am not grateful for this i was sitting in here and i was not grateful you know what i mean but today i think i can honestly say that i am grateful for every stupid thing i've put into my body or, or done or anything like that because it got me to a point now where i i know myself and i'm comfortable in my own skin and i did not have that ever before I even started drinking and using, you know, I've always felt very uncomfortable in this existence. So thank you, alcoholism. Oh, uh, yeah. For forcing my hand to, you know, to, to get to a point where I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on, but just I, I need to figure out how to get this under control because I don't want to die this way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. If alcoholism wasn't the thing, there'd be some other, likely some other problem not being addressed. Mm -hmm. I used to joke my first time through, I used to joke people need to get an addiction of some sort so they can get a 12 step program. Yeah. Because yeah, totally. I get who that. Who spends any time working on themselves? I don't know people yeah. outside of AA that spend any time working on the minutia of daily life. Like yeah. how do yeah. I get better at being me? It's I'm, easy not to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that there's, yeah. Like, like you said about taking your trip, it didn't cross your mind once using again. Like, it's been two years for me. Honestly, I can't remember the last time I've seriously thought that drinking again was a good idea. But as, but the outline that I've learned to, that initially helped me figure out how to stop drinking, now the, that same outline is helping me figure out day-to-day -day living. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you said, a lot of people, the vast majority of human beings do not have an outline to help them with life because life is hard. You know, it is. and it's annoying. Yeah. It's hard. Solo it's frustrating. Too. Yeah. Um, and the, I owe it to the fact that I'm an alcoholic and had to do the things that we do to get it under control that I have a design for living now that allows me to live a fulfilling Yay, life. Alcohol. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> it's, and, and it's also a lot of fun. The alcohol, alcohol or, the or yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Just, just to be clear, yeah. I, I mean, I believe you. It's yeah. funny. Um, well, it wasn't for me, but I mean, it's. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to bash alcohol. <laughs> um, it's got its place in some people's lives. It's true. Celebrations um, and whatnot. It's funny that you brought up everything happens for a reason because I don't know if you remember that that's my tattoo or not. Mm -hmm. I do. Okay. Um, my first summer that I moved to Grand Rapids, actually. The, I moved in June and in August I got my first tattoo and it was everything happens for a reason on my wrist um, because I do happen to very much believe in it. <laughs> um, I get why people don't. Like I think it's one of those things and I was talking about this with someone yesterday. It's one of those things where I don't think that it removes free will from me. I think what everything happens for a reason allows for me to do is say that there have been things, crummy things that have happened, um, crummy choices I've made, crummy choices other people have made that impacted me, and I get to decide what I do with them. Mm -hmm. um, they, 
I don't know. That's how I interpret everything happens for a reason. Like I get to decide what the reason is. If I use it or if I, you know. I like that. Take your lessons and use them. Yeah. I've had a lot of lessons in my past that I didn't bother using. Yeah. I've had a lot of the same lessons in the past that I didn't bother mm-hmm. using. Or mm-hmm. I forgot and just went back to yeah. whatever it was. And I guess if I make my reason, I guess it could that, that works. Everything happens for a reason as long as you... Yeah, but you, it's decide up to, to you use to that lesson it. that that is placed in front of you, or that you, yeah. that I've placed in front of myself. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, we can wax philosophical about anything, but we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mic drop, I guess. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I don't know. All right. Elon's got us. Uh, we're going to be eternal at some point. Yeah, don't God, eternally digital. Like eternal. Want to know? <laughs> I can't. Okay. <laughs> okay, someone, well, someone turns the breaker off. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so dark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks for being here, Doug. It was yeah, my thank pleasure. You. Thanks, thanks so much. Me. Thanks for being here, Doug. Thanks. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Doug and Doug Show. Yeah, this is great. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, if you want to learn any more about Guiding Light, um, what they're doing over here, how to get involved, if you know somebody or you are somebody who could use some help, um, everything will be up in the show notes. Um, just go to guidinglightworks.org or click the link. Um, and yeah. And if you want to see Doug live at the Orbit Room this coming Friday, <laughs> it's closed. <laughs> yeah, nope, shut it down. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. Crying shame. It is a shame. I don't know. I never went there. I've heard of it. Never been yeah, there. I heard about it. On like, I heard it on like GRD. You know, they would always have concerts there. All right. We're good. Yeah, we were good before. Right? I know. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Sometimes we have a soft close, too. <laughs>